Welcome gamers to this week's episode of Last Call Gaming. We're at episode number 133. Today is May 22nd. My name is Craig Prowse and joining me as always, hand- handsome man month man. I don't know about handsome. Handsome? I, that new uh, haircut that fresh, that fresh shave? I hate my hair right now. As anyone can tell, my hair is cut. And I Mine's too cut, long, so I, I, I'm all over the place. I had him cut out like all the blonde out of my hair, so I could just kind of start fresh. I had it for a while, and I was kind of just ready to maybe go back to neutral before I start something else or do something else. When or, it's summer, now you can at least go, mow it down a little bit and then kind of progressively see how you want to get it longer. But because it was so much longer, and or so much blonder in some of the spots, like my haircut's like super like choppy, that even one part left me shorter, I was worried that I was like balding back here. <laughs> Hey, that day's coming for you eventually. You can't hold on to that handsome head of hair forever. No, no. I'm going to hold on to it as long as this fucking terrible sunburn right now, oh, too. Dude, I didn't even notice how, like, dark... For a dark man, you're pretty dark. Dude, look at my thighs. Oh! And my shins are, like, fried, you too. Dark. Um, So, guys, um, I do, before we get started, want to give a shout-out to our buddy Devin Collins, who his birthday, I believe, was on Friday. And uh, he actually is in... Ireland right now. He had a trip oh, to yeah, Ireland. Oh yeah, remember you And I asked him, I'm like, hey, send me, give me a, uh, give me a uh, shot glass. And he wrote me today or yes or last night, and he said that he got me one. And I was like, yes. Happy birthday, man. That's actually really cool. Yeah. Uh, I remember you telling me about that trip, and I was like, oh, that sounds pretty badass. So guys, uh, if you're watching the YouTube version of this show, make sure you guys hit the like, leave us a comment, do subscribe, hit the share button, hit that notification bell so that you guys are reminded of all the videos that we have coming up. If you guys are interested in any of our social media, hit our Linktree link, which is in the description, which will take you to our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you guys are listening to the audio-only version of the podcast, check out Anger, which is the home for us, but you can also find us on many other podcast platforms. So, before we get started, guys, uh, Andrew and I like to do What Are You Up To, where we take a second, we talk about what we've been playing, what we've been watching, and anything that might be coming up. Is something on your mind, friend? No. I want you to go first, though. Oh, okay. So, for what I've been up to, guys, is, uh, well, I thought you were like waiting to chime in with something. I was like, oh, did I miss something? Did I miss something? No. Okay. So, um, what I've been watching is the new Chippendale Rescue Rangers movie. Oh, that looked uh, really cool. Dude, it's, it's fucking hilarious. It's on Disney Plus if you guys are interested in it. It's way funnier than I thought it was going to be. And the trailer to me looked good, but with these reboots and what they were doing with like Chippendale, one still being a cartoon, one being like the CGI version, I had my doubts. I mean, if something like that could go bad uh, really fast. And, and the voices also took a minute to kind of adjust because it's a... Uh, it's uh, Andy Samberg and uh, John Mulaney, and they have very distinct sounding voices, which aren't the regular Chippendale voices, but spoiler, that's, they make those voices for the Rescue Rangers. So uh, it's this, this story where you kind of meet them from the beginning, and then they do the Rescue Rangers. It's like a modern day world where they were the Rescue Rangers in this world, and then they kind of fall apart, and then something happens with Monterey Jack, and he goes missing, and it's up to them to kind of come back together and go find them. And So they copied the plot of the first Scooby-Doo movie? But it's way better than the first Scooby-Doo movie. That, I cry every time they break up. Like, that's <laughs> literally one of the most like traumatic moments of my childhood. I, well, I remember Scooby-Doo being really good, but for a Chip and Dale movie that I don't think has the sustaining power of a Scooby-Doo, like, we know what Chip and Dale is. Oh, I love it. But I don't know if any kids these days would, when there's still enough Scooby-Doo, you know, around that they would put Scooby-Doo higher. But there's this thing that they... The, all these tunes are coming up missing because they're not paying like their bills or they, their debts and they get um, what's called bootlegged. So what they do is they get kidnapped. 
they they fucking like erase their mouse. They put them through this machine that transforms transforms them just enough to get past copyrights, and they put them through bad movies. Oh, that's and funny. Dude, they show a bunch of these characters go through it, and that's half the funniness of it. Is you get to see so many characters in this. It's kind of like what Space Jam Two tried to do with being kind of meta and like forcing all these cartoons into one movie where this movie actually does it right and it makes sense and it's very funny. I was like, I kind of got that from the trailer too. I was like, oh, hopefully this does a better job of what Space Jam 2 was kind of trying to do. But just based off the trailer, it's like, oh, you know, I think I'd definitely give this a try. Yeah, it's fantastic. I say you guys should definitely check it out. Um, A lot of cool Easter eggs in it, a lot of good cameos. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. So, do you plan on watching it anytime soon? Because I'd love to talk to you about it. Pick I, your brain. I'll probably watch it this week. Nice. So, let me know if you guys try uh, or plan on watching it. Um, as far as what I've been playing, I just beat this game called Euden <coughs> Chronicle Rising, which is um, published by 505 Games, developed by Rabbit and Bear uh, Studios, I believe. Yeah, Studios Co. And uh it's it's a pretty it's a decent game it's an interesting action rpg it's a prequel to this next game that andrew and i thought was the game we were downloading that uh yeah that looked way better yeah Euden chronicle 100 heroes which this is a like a prequel to it so it kind of sets up these three characters which are um cj guru and isha and what your whole the whole point of this game is it's kind of this weird like platforming action rpg that you fall into this town that's been devastated by this earthquake and it's up to you to like go on these these quests for the townspeople to rebuild their shops but then there's also a storyline that you have to do and kind of travel through all these places and and um unlock different areas so like you'll end up finding what's called runes and lenses and that's what they use to kind of interpret their magic and so you can get like fire ice and earth and you can equip it to your weapons and then when you fight certain enemies you'll do better or worse depending on what you're doing depending on who you're fighting um, it's a lot of running around kind of fetch questing kind of stuff, which it can be really annoying. The only good thing about this game is that you can beat it like in under 13 hours. So it's not oh, a 30 cool. hour game of doing this repetitively. It's um, I beat it in 15, but I was kind of going after a lot of side quests and I leave my Xbox on. So I don't really know what my official time was, but um, it's a fun, decent game on Xbox on Game Pass on Xbox. If you have it, um, it's definitely not for everybody. So I'm not going to say. Go and check it out, but if you're watching the trailer, like how I'm probably showing it on the YouTube version, if it's something that catches your eye, I would say uh, check it out, because again, it's not that long to play, and it's a pretty decent game, especially if you're looking forward to the next one, so that's what I've been up to. Um, what are you, Scat Cat? I've been kicking around a few things, because again, I don't think I've quite found my footing. Actually, when I woke up this morning, too, I was going to tell you about it earlier, but I forgot, uh, or send it to you. But someone had posted like a link in one of these groups that I'm in, and it said, "Is anyone else having a hard time getting back into gaming after beating Elden Ring?" And there's just a big old thread of people like saying, "Like, yeah, you know, I'm just not really finding like the drive right now. The lull, like Elden Ring, just really pulled me in. It's all I want to watch, and like, especially on YouTube and everything. I'm like, that sucks too because I'm totally in that. But I'm glad that I'm not the only person kind of feeling this way about I need to like play that this game. game. <laughs> but as far as what I have Which been I'm... playing and trying to kick around, oh shit, sorry, is um. I finally got around to playing uh, Final Fantasy Strangers of Paradise, just the demo that had came out, because we downloaded it a while ago, but just never really got to it. I felt like I was kind of really missing out with this game. Yeah, that was actually made by uh, Team Ninja. Of course, it's a Square Enix Final Fantasy, as is any others. It started off really good with like a cool opening cutscene. I was like, man, this game is going to be great. I was totally missing out. This is going to be the game that gets me back in, and God was I wrong. It's the first game that kicked you back out. 
This game, I, the dialogue is terrible. I sent Craig like a couple clips, and I, I'm just bitching and moaning about it the whole time. And I was, I looked up, I was like, "Fuck, man, how long is this?" Cause I don't even want to play this anymore, but I need to see it through. And people were like, "Oh, it's about an hour and a half, but you could beat it in 20 minutes just running through." So after a while, I just stopped fighting enemies because all I'm just getting is a shit ton of randomized loot, and just started like running through straight to like where the boss is and i was like man this is kind of lame like i don't know if i've ever noticed that with any other like final fantasy to where i'm just skipping everything and not fighting anything and it almost feels like there's one path that just leads straight to the boss and i was just like it doesn't feel open the combat was cool i like a lot of the mechanics that you can do and you can actually change your person's job so you can use if you want to a great sword but you couldn't be like a great sword guy who does magic i think there's another one where you use like a mace that still does good damage but it doesn't have the range of a great sword and with that one you could use magic you could use like spears there's another one where you're using like dual blades to where your attacks are a lot faster but of course they do like the less damage so i like the diversity of what you could do yeah i like a good job system but again this game was just a lot of it doesn't make any sense. There's just so many conflicting like ideologies, I think, like aesthetically. Yeah, I'm going at one point where there's a castle, and then my dude has like a fucking cell phone with like his AirPods in his ear, and then I'm fighting like a pirate on a boat. I'm just like, dude, what is going on? Like, I don't get it. And again, I sent the clips of him in just a little bit that you watched. Like, I, tell me you totally were like the same thing like i don't know what the fuck is going on or what i'm looking at yeah yeah i just remember like the trailer to me looked cool i thought it had a lot of promise but yeah everything because andrew i think i was playing this game while you were playing yeah that, and when he was sending me the clips i'm like dude i don't know what i'm looking at like i don't this seems like a 14 year old kid tried to put a like, bunch of final fantasy ideas into a game <coughs> and this is what you got something that like dialogue doesn't make sense it looks cheesy it's it's a tad corny but i didn't play the demo um I don't even know if I will anymore, but I mean, I know some people are liking it. I just, for me, it's like, this is what Final Fantasy is now. Like, Final Fantasy 16 is to hurry up and get here and, and kind of wash this out of everyone's mouth. Uh, yeah, because it just wasn't great. And again, that, um, and I, I, I was thinking about it too. And I'm like, I'm wondering, like, who wrote this? Like, if someone at, because I, I couldn't really find anything specific that I wonder if someone at Square maybe kind of got a chance and wrote the story or if they just gave the whole thing to Tim, Team Ninja and Team Ninja didn't just build it and do the mechanics because they're known for like Ninja Gaiden and Dead or Alive which is just a fighting game and neither of those are anything on any sort of depth like Final Fantasy so I was just like I don't know where this game went wrong and I really kind of can't wait this is a game that I think is going to get one of those random video game documentaries it's like here's what went wrong with this right? because it, it's just all over the place but as far as something else that I've been playing, I play it probably every other night, and I think I've, I I haven't talked about it on the show before. But it's called Slay Away Camp, and that's made by a Blue Wizard Digital. I'm not familiar with any of their other games, but I download a bunch of small games off the Game Pass, and this thing doesn't look graphically great. It looks almost kind of like Robloxy style, but it's actually really cool. What it is is it's a horror themed thing you're like different kinds of serial killers like you can change your costume you can be like the old grandma typical serial killer there's another one that looks like jason you can have the jason unmasked there's another one that's like a devil and you're just on a small maybe a, a smaller version of like a chessboard and your dude can only move in certain directions and you're just supposed to kill all the survivors and then make it back to this portal that takes you to the next level and you can kill people by you run into them and then your guy will like kill them in different ways, like stab them, break their neck, th throw something on them, or you could scare them. And it, it it's just a whole breakdown thing. If you're looking for something just to kind of 
do a few levels a night. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'd recommend. I think you oh, would no, like you it. And just kind of yeah, knock yeah. out a couple. I think I, I think I just downloaded it. Though. I haven't started it yet though. And then as far as watching anything, I haven't really been watching too much TV or anything. I've really been diving into YouTube, like I've been saying, just tons of Elden Ring lore. But the big thing that I did watch recently was Gaming Historian put out a Super Mario World video that I thought was actually phenomenal. There was He did great work on that. It was really good to watch. I think it's almost like an hour long. But I think the most interesting part of it from what I was watching is when he was showing the game and how they're building it is they had not just OG drawings, but they had like he had like a footage of an OG build that I've never seen. And I remember looking at him like, what like when it looked more like super mario 3 yeah and i was like this looks like totally completely off not what i'm remembering like i wonder if this is like a pc version because he kept showing the footage over and over mario world for me is like bright vibrant colorful the music just hits you out the gate and it's it's great that that would have been very tonally different than that art direction versus what the music and the rest of that world was and what's crazier to see too is even when they started the og world was a lot smaller and then they're uh they were like okay well we're gonna delay this game so let's do something more with this world so then you add you know more to the donut plains and the haunted forest and everything else like that i'm like damn that was really i can't believe that that was even gonna be a thing like this is a lot smaller because that game again you ask you could ask a lot of people. A lot of people put that game easily in their top five. Yeah, it's he does such good work, and it was weird because if you if you watch some of his older videos, he does uh, history on on Mario, Mario two, Mario three. But like the difference between them is like years. Like like the number three came out, I think it was like three or five years before he put this one together. Right. So like it's crazy how much detail and and knowledge goes into these things, and he pumps out just fantastic work. So if you guys are interested in following him, it's the gaming historian. Highly and, recommend. Uh, it. Yeah, he does good quality, high quality shit. But uh, other than that, I haven't been doing much else. Nice. So, guys, leave us down in the comments below what you have been up to, what you've been playing, and what you have been watching. So, with that down and out of the way, guys, we're going to move into our... Uh, we have the two stories today, but they're both kind of fit in together, and that's because they're both revolving around PlayStation. There's two big things that are coming from PlayStation Plus. Now, uh, one is that they're going to be adding trophies to their old catalog of games, and the other is that they've revealed a whole bunch of titles that are going to be for the PS Plus, uh, the different tiers that they have. So I want to start with the games that were revealed. So uh, I want to keep in mind, guys, that there are... Uh, the new PlayStation Plus, which is what they're calling it, is launching next month. So as a reminder, real quick, here are just what the tiers are and then what the price points are if you guys either forgot or weren't familiar in general. So there's the Essential tier, the Extra tier, and the Premium tier. The Essential starts at $9.99 a month. The Extra is $14.99 a month. The Premium is $17.99 a month. If you go to the Annual, the Essential is $59.99 a month. The Extra is $99.99 a month. And the Premium is $119.99 a month. A month so they are a bit more um, they do kind of really jump the price does kind of shoot up especially when you look at the premium and there's a lot of different stuff that you get which again I'm still not sure why essential and extra just aren't the same tier because what extra gets you is um, all the, the PS Plus collection for the PS5 and the downloadable PS4 and PS5 games as well as the Ubisoft <laughs> and classic games lineup where the premium is gonna give you all of that but it's also going to give you all the classic games, the PS1, PS2, and PSP games, as well as the PS3 and time-limited game trials. So the what they just released was a showing of uh, 56 games that were announced for the PS4 and the PS5 extra premium tiers and about 60 classic games for the premium tier. 
So some people are a little confused because the, the structure is a little bit confusing when you're looking at it and, and trying to understand what you're actually going to be getting. And the other thing that a lot of people were confused about is if this thing is you know said to have 600 plus games on it, then why did the reveal only show about 110 games? But with that being said, they did show a lot of um, big, big titles for this. So I do want to start real quick and uh, kind of talk about what they're actually going to be getting. Now, I'm not going to read them all out because it is a lot, but I will kind of pick out a few of the highlights and some of the ones that caught Andrew and uh, mine's eye. So if you're getting the PS Plus Extra, you know, the for the upgrade and then the premium, PS4, PS5, man, had a lot of strong-looking games coming out yeah. there. I mean, when you're looking at things like now Bloodborne's on there, Days Gone is on there, Dead Stranding is on there, um, God of War, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Returnal, Shadow of the Colossus, um, The Last of Us, I mean, Uncharted Collection is now on there from first party. And then getting into the third parties, they had Far Cry 3, 4, Celeste. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, Mortal Kombat 11, Red Dead Redemption 2, South Park, um, Tom Clancy's The Division. So when you're looking at just what the extra tier can get, because I have the, the basic one, and if I go up to, you know, from $9.99 to $14.99, this is a pretty solid entry point if you're either behind on PlayStation games First, sure. or if you're just getting into PlayStation games. <clears throat> and obviously there's going to be more, but, you know, they're only showing this right now. But I would say, man, if you're even comparing this to Game Pass, like almost every one of those games are games that like I want to play, that a hardcore fan would want to play. Game Pass does kind of litter it a lot with these kind of either indie games or a lot of, you know, skippable games where I'm looking at this. That's a lot of good talented games for a good value the only downfall is, is if you are a hardcore playstation gamer then you've probably played most of this so i don't know what the exact appeal would be for someone like me who's played a lot of these big ones but on the on the you know the flip end uh, everything that i haven't is still something i would like to play i was gonna say that uh, that's a perfect point that is the biggest thing is what people are saying like oh you know this is a lot stronger it's great this looks like it's got more than what game pass has but game pass has been going for years and dropped tons of great games on there taking off lots of great games you know they come and go whatever their time cycle is playstation has the benefit now of hey we're just going to launch this product with a ton of great games but that's because we didn't have anything before so now they're just sh shooting their shot right out of the gate and i mean who knows if those are gonna be permanently on there or if they're gonna kind of time cycle out but no it does look good and again that's the double-edged sword is hey we're gonna shoot the shot everything's we're gonna you know drop all these bombs and you're gonna have tons of great games to play but if you've been playing for years as a playstation fan or even some of these other you know third-party games then you might have already beaten a majority of these games too so then it's just like ah yeah and the, the other big thing is if you're you know people are or trying to compare it to game Pass is. Um, and I assume the PlayStation Studio games are just like Xbox with their first parties are probably going to stay on there because that's what's going to lure people the most. But the thing that uh, Game Pass is going to do that PlayStation hasn't announced yet or if they will at all is you're going to get day and date consistently right. with every Xbox big title where this one is, is going to be. It seems like games that have probably been out for six months to a year are probably going to be making an appearance on this. So I got to say, I, I probably will boost up my PlayStation Plus up four four and a half more dollars. I would say to, it's for sure worth yeah, it. Yeah, to get this because there's a lot of games that I haven't gotten and I don't want to spend sixty dollars on or at least yet. Like I want to play Returnal and I would I'd love to go back and play Resogun. Medieval would be a lot of fun to play. So, um, so that is if you are doing the uh, essential. Wait, I always get these mixed up. The extra and the premium tier. So 
that naming still needs to be it's, fixed. It's garbage. So moving forward, though, this is what you're going to get so far that they've shown if you're just the deluxe, the, the highest, the premium tier. So um, there's the PlayStation and the PSP catalog that they've gotten, which is Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, uh, Intelligence Cube, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, Super Stardust Portable from the PlayStation Studios, and then Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon from the third party. And then uh, moving forward into the classic games of the remasters. Again, I won't read all of these, but you've got like Ape Escape, Dark, Ark the Lad, Twilight of the Spirits, which is awesome. Dark, uh, Dark Cloud, Jax, um, Wild Arms 3. Kind of confusing in the third parties because they are throwing the Bioshock remastered, the Borderlands Handsome Jack collection in there. Even though these are the PS4 ones and not like PS3 classic titles. Right. Um, Lego Harry Potter collection. So some decent games there. And then moving on to the PS3 games, um, again, a lot of stuff. You're getting all the old Ratchet and Clanks. You're getting Infamous uh, 1, 2, and Festival of Blood. More Hot Shots Golf, which is awesome. Demon Souls, uh, third party, you're getting Castlevania Lord of Shadow, Devil May Cry HD Collection, uh, Fear, Lost Planet 2, Ninja Gaiden, uh, Red Dead Redemption. So does you're looking at some of these games Sizable list. for the classic. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not as appealing, I think, as the big PS4, big PS5 titles. But as someone that is into nostalgic and playing old games, I mean, that is enough there for me to want to play it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff on there that I, I'd love to go back and touch and play. Yeah, I find myself more thinking too, like uh, maybe like the PS3 is as old back as I go. Because even playing like jank like PS2 stuff, I'm just like, uh, I'm not, maybe it's just nostalgic. Same way like when I went back and played Tony Hawk, I played way better skating games since then. I'm just like, yeah, this just, it doesn't really do it for me anymore. And that might be blasphemous, but I'm just like, I just, I just don't really care for it anymore. So, you know, maybe I've changed or maybe I've played things that are so much better that I'm not dying to go back and play Siphon Filter. Yeah. The same way, I mean, Xbox has stuff on there like KOTOR, even though that's considered yeah, an amazing game. I'm not dying to go back and play that. I've already got such a backlog of more modern, newer games that are, you know, pushing the industry forward that why I And obviously there's a place for those games. Like, we shouldn't ever lose them. They should be accessible and be able to be played. But again, I don't see that as like... Oh man, this is this is the megaton. No, this is just like, hey, here's this beautiful cake, and here's like the cherry. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, I think I, I'm I'm not sold yet on the on the the premium uh, PlayStation Plus premium tier yet. Now again, there's still way more games coming out. So if this thing gets littered with a ton more, because there are they are missing all the big ones so far that you haven't seen. You don't see the Tomb Raiders. You don't see the Metal Gears. You don't Resident see the, the Resident Evil games on there, but. Um, the final thing that they do is is time limited game trials, which is something I have I have absolutely no interest in. Where you can go, you can get a time trial on Uncharted: Legacy of Thieves, Horizon Forbidden West, Cyberpunk, a few other games. So um, I think the more interesting thing, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to jump in, oh, but yeah. I didn't want you to move on. Is um, with these game trials, I wonder if they are going to offer that for new games because I don't think that they've said that. So let's say they drop God of War three. Is there gonna, you know, they haven't said, is there gonna be time trials for God of War 3? Or is it only gonna be these games that have been out for like six months and already been whatever they're gonna be? Because again, a time trial, the same way this Strangers of Paradise demo could ruin a game, you know? I maybe might have picked that up on a sale or tried it, but after playing that, I'm like, no, this is garbage. It's definitely not for me. 
but that could also be a praise for a game. Like, here's God of War 3. I've never really been into God of War, so I'm going to try this demo, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to buy the game. Or I keep saying 3, but Ragnar- Ragnarok is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that I think would be kind of a bummer if that part of that 600 games, 100 of them are game trials. You know what I mean? Aren't games. That it's like, here, part of our 600, this is the word of the yeah. game trials. So, um, so I do got to say, the the overall um, tier system is is kind of confusing to a lot of people but if we're looking at just the the step up from playstation plus i i gotta say the ps4 the ps5 is something that i think is completely doable i will go up five bucks to get all those games especially um the big ones that i haven't played i'm not sure on the classic yet though there's nothing on it and we'll talk about another reason why maybe to get in a second but out of all those games i mean unless you really are dying to play like you know a handful of those i don't know if it's worth jumping up that much just to play just to play a few psp PlayStation games and PS2, so uh, I'm not really no, quite sold on it yet. So, uh, is there anything else you want to add on that? No. Okay, so piggybacking off of the main story of all those games that are dropping, the second piece that people um, that may make the premium game uh, or the premium tier more appealing is that they've announced that they're going to start doing trophies for their back catalog, you know, PS1, PS2 games. So, the first game that they're saying is happening is um siphon filter so let me read this real quick this comes from playstationlifestyle.net and it says when the list of games was announced for the upcoming ps plus premium tier sony mentioned that these games would be coming with new features one of those features that weren't mentioned at the time was trophies however ben studio has confirmed siphon filter will not only have a trophy list but will even come with a platinum trophy when it is released in the new playstation plus service in june Ben Studio confirmed Siphon Filter will have a premium trophy called Excellent Work Agent when it is released as part of PS Plus. There were a few hints as of uh, as to the rest of the list, although they showed a silver trophy called An Explosive Start with the sound of an explosion in the background. We're assuming this is for completing the game's opening mission. Fans of the game are hoping for trophies that are more challenging, challenging including one for completing a mission using just the taser. We'll have to wait and see exactly what the trophy list will involve. So... So again, when the when the list dropped of all the games that came out, they didn't say anything about the trophies. So at the time, the premium tier didn't sound as much as appealing. However, that for sure. Once you start hearing that there's trophies attached to all the old games, now not everyone's a trophy hunter slash achievement hunter, but we definitely are, and it makes me want to play certain games more. So not only is it kind of odd that Xbox hasn't done this yet with games like Kotar. Or the fact that Nintendo Switch still hasn't even acknowledged the existence of <coughs> things like trophies or achievements. That PlayStation is actually the first one able to go back to their PS1 games and starting to add trophies right. to these. Now, the other bummer is that Siphon Filter so far is the only one that they've announced it to. It was on a Twitter post. But they go on to say that um, out of all the other games coming out, none of them, el- none of the other ones are actually saying that they will have uh, trophies. And also that it's not going to be required that they put a trophy list together. So on one end, it's super cool that there's the potential that there can be trophy hunting for old games. But on the other end, the games I actually want to play to go get trophies may not even have them. Yeah, like you were saying, I uh, again, like I was saying, you know, I'm not dying to go back and play KOTOR. But if they added achievements for it, I would at least give it a try and go back through it. And I, I again, I understand some people's like reservations too. Hopefully, if they do add a trophy list, that it is... A proper trophy list like here's something well thought out not 
here just be level one two three four and here here's your platinum even though there's some people who play anything just for you know there's that fucking game what is it I think it's like tap the jar and you just tap the jar to undo the mayonnaise or whatever <laughs> and you can get like the platinum for that. So there's people who chase easy platinums, but if that's all you're going to do for a classic classic games then I'm just like, "Ah, then why even bother?" Well, I I would argue that uh, even if they are kind of like Walking Dead, which is like beat chapter 1, beat chapter 2, beat chapter 3, that alone though is still going to make me if I mean if I can still get a thousand points, it'll get people they're going to play um you know, if they ever do like Parappa the Rapper and it's just get to stage A, get to stage B. Get, I mean it's like it, it's it's still going to be way more incentive for me to play a game with trophies, even if they're easy to get, than it would ever be not to play a game with trophies. Just because at that point, I'm like, well, I'm not playing it for the nostalgia. It's kind of at that point, I feel like I'm almost wasting my time. I wonder who it's falling on to to get that trophy list together. Like, are they reaching out to uh, again? Are they only going to do this for their games that they did themselves? Or are they going to reach out to capcom and be like hey we're gonna put this list out for resident evil 2 are you okay with that or is that something you're gonna put together and then we'll make it implement it in the game or how's that gonna work too because i doubt they could just do whatever and then maybe cast the game in a bad light like oh get murdered a hundred times by this boss on (laughs) you know what i mean yeah um i'm also curious and um i don't know what your thoughts are like i wonder why siphon filter is the first one to be announced on it i wonder why a game like Ape, like it wasn't like two or three games being like, oh, Siphon Filter, Ape Escape, and Hot Shots Golf all coming with trophies. Like, because I feel like the it'd be way more appealing if you say, oh, multiple, like, because if for that announcement, you would have had multiple games going, you're like, okay, cool. But when you just say one, it's kind of like, okay, so it's going to be very selective then on what games. If you would have been like, here's five games that we know day one are going to have trophies, I would have been like, okay, cool. So the, the potential is there. I just don't even understand why, if you were going to lead, you would lead with something like Siphon Filter versus, I, I would arguably, Resident Evil 2 is a bigger game than Siphon Maybe just because Siphon Filter is exclusive, but... Well, I think it's just because it's one of the games that they revealed. Yeah. But, if, like, but if all the games you revealed, why not be like that and Tekken 2 yeah. coming with trophies where it's like... No, I agree. They should have come out with at least like three games been like, here's an example yeah, here's of how it's going to go yeah. and we're going to work on whatever from here. But here... I don't know who clamors for siphon filter, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely has its audience. So um, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to add on that? We got we got a pretty cool looking game list coming from them. The classics I think will be a lot more cooler once trophies are at least put in fifty percent of them. So I think PlayStation Plus is moving in a pretty positive direction. And as someone that has PS Plus, they're definitely they definitely got me to go up a tier. Yeah, I think it's definitely going in the right direction. And for anybody out there on the fence, I would definitely recommend going and doing a just go on Google and just you know look up a list or something because there's tons of websites because i don't think that the blog or playstation themselves have done the best job of explaining what you get with what and here comes with and whatever and how that you see other websites with like their fucking tagline for their articles we put together the playstation plus list better than playstation did so here's how you can find it and we'll make you understand it a lot yeah better, that, so. actually that, that link will be in the description the one that actually lays it out perfectly compared to how Sony did it, which was a hot fucking mess. Yeah, so if you're on the fence, and again, you aren't understanding, I would definitely recommend going and looking somewhere else. Not to shit on PlayStation, but I don't think they did a be- a good job of laying it out. But the idea that they're implementing, again, piggybacking off of Game Pass, it's it's good, you know, why not? So Daniel, if you're listening to this, I need you, I would recommend for you definitely go up to the extra uh, tier, because then you can play a whole bunch of new games for that, so... Um, so that is all we have, guys. Leave down your comments for your thoughts on uh, PlayStation Plus and its games that it's dropping and the fact that they're going to be adding trophies into it because I think that's a really super cool idea. So 
let's move into ripping it up, 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 and uh, where Andrew and I take some uh, smaller stories and kind of put it on your radar. Now, I'll go first on this one. I wouldn't say that this is a small story, but it's still just kind of like rumors going around right now. In so the we, womb. Yeah, we don't really have anything to really go off of, but... It is reported that EA is pursuing acquisition and merger options with a number of potential suitors. Now, these suitors were included, intended to include Amazon, Apple, Disney, and NBC Universal. So, I mean, it's not surprising. We are living in that day and age where every other week it seems that something wants to be acquired or um, going to a merger. But uh, one of the things it said is. Um, that let's see, Electronic Arts is reportedly pursuing acquisition and merger opportunities with a number of different potential suitors. That's according to Puck, which yesterday revealed that EA has been persistent in pursuing a sale with a number of companies, including Amazon, Apple, Disney, and NBC Universal, emboldened in the wake of the Microsoft Activision deal. So it kind of just seems like now's the time where they just want to cash out and like, oh well, if Activision can get paid and get that much money, then let's get EA that much money and. Um, some of the things I was reading is that the EA uh, CEO, Andrew Wilson, and a lot of these deals was still like attached to be like the head of it. So a lot of these kind of fell flat. I think they were saying that like NBC Universal was one of the ones that got the farthest in deal making with them, but they couldn't. Yeah, it says it's unclear if the deal is currently in negotiation, but the reporter hinted that that a deal with NBC Universal had progressed the furthest before breaking down last month after parties were unable to agree on structure or price. So the thing that was kind of like, I was kind of questioning is like, okay, are, are, are you trying to sell it your the games? Because I understand if like Amazon and Apple want to acquire you because they've got gaming going on. They have Apple Arcade and I know Amazon has its games as well. But if you're trying to get people like Disney and NBC Universal, who as far as I understand, don't have anything in gaming, are you trying to sell your IP then to make shows and movies and things like that? So, I mean, I could see it on both ends, but I mean, you heard the news. What were you thinking? Were you thinking they're trying to just merge so that they can sell off their IP for like the game studios? Because nobody else is in this. There's no Sony. There's no Tencent. There's no Microsoft. It's like it's like people that develop programming. Well, that that was my first thing too. I, actually, when I saw, it, I was like, who would want to pick up EA? And EA's hot trash right now. Nobody wants EA for a little long time. They were voted the worst company to uh, uh, you know for like years, and I don't think they have been as of late. But they haven't done anything. They don't have anything. They squandered Star Wars. Um, Battlefield, they've driven into the fucking ground. They don't know how to read the room. They have, like, no big games. Titanfall is gone. They don't have anything. So I think that's why, like, Sony or Microsoft aren't really in the conversation. I guess maybe if they were going to merge, the only thing I could see them doing is if they did merge with, like, another bigger company, like, let's say Amazon or Apple or something, here's our infrastructure and here's how it works. You guys are just getting started. We've got the groundwork now to where we can help you instead of it would have taken you three, four years to figure this stuff out. We can now streamline that and now you're – we can get everything going up and faster for you. But, again – I hope they're not basing their worth, especially off of like, oh, well, if Activision can yeah. do it. Because Activision has a lot more going on. They have Call of Duty, which even though, just to throw it in there, Elden Ring did outsell Vanguard. <laughs> it, it, it has the biggest fucking selling game every single year. Yeah. Nonstop for the past, since I was in fucking high school. <laughs> and EA, like Activision, are in bad times right now. They've been going through a lot of different shit. And if this, if Andrew Wilson is, is the, is what is attached to this company being sold or merged or, you know, being in the acquisition, it's like, 
then who would want that? Like, you'd have to redo the leadership at, in some small capacity. But I just find it weird that, like, out of all the people that's saying that attached, like, Disney? Disney went to go look at buying EA to do what with? Like, what in EA are you going to do with and make, like, what are you going to make, like, a game? Like, I understand, like, It Takes Two is in the process of um, of getting made. But it's like, that's kind of where my mind was going. Like, is, are you just looking for more IP to adapt? See, my mind, when I was looking at it, was more for, like... Money wise, like okay, we'll buy. Yeah, right now is our chance for us to make a shitload of billions. We'll buy EA, and then I think they have like tons of like mobile stuff and things that they could do like on the back end, and then that's just you know just just generating revenue while they do their games or whatever, and or maybe we restructure them and they don't do games, or maybe we finally buckle them down and we take our time and only do games of a certain capacity that are going to bring in X amount, you know, that for a bigger company, it's just, here's how you're going to help us grow and make more and more money. You know, Microsoft didn't need to buy Activision, but Activision is a fucking cash cow. And it's not just for their IP, for their other things that they do. You know, that's just generating money. Even if they don't put out a game, it's generating money. Yeah. And I'm curious if maybe they have so many contracts in play. Cause like EA is connected to Microsoft in some way. When you have the game pass, you get EA play. So I'm, I'm just wondering what, how that would change. If anything out of those four, um, who do you think, who do you think is the most prime to buy them? I, I, I was thinking Apple just cause of Apple arcade, but isn't that just a weird kind of four lineup that, that was looking at EA? Yeah. I don't even say it. It's, it's so weird. I, I was thinking maybe like Amazon, especially because they were kind of trying to do their foray in the game, that maybe, okay, we're not going to chase our own, we're not going to do what Google did and fail with, like, the Stadia, we're just going to be, like, this big, like, publisher now, we're just, we're we're Amazon games, and we're going to put out Battlefield and whatever, you know, because Battlefield, even though they have ran it into the ground, if they were to do it right, that game would you know do great numbers there's a huge 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 fan base including me for battlefield i remember the good days and if they as much as they've done wrong if they were to fix everything and put out like a perfect battlefield tomorrow you bet your ass i'd be on their everyday playing yeah because anyone that does acquire it if that's what you're picking up you are going to become a big sports studio i mean you're going to have a lot of that i want that's that was my thing is i wonder if that even transfers with it is those sports licenses or is that something that's got to be renegotiated with the nfl yeah, uh, so I don't know. I thought it was a pretty interesting. So, again, it wasn't too much a main story just because, again, it's rumored to include these guys, and it doesn't seem like it's gone anywhere. But I did think it was extremely interesting that off the backs of all these other companies getting bought, then, of course, EA is jumping on it, and it sounds like they're doing it just to get paid. You know what I mean? Just yeah. so Because right now things are hot, and they think this is the, probably the hottest they'll be because they continue to go down in, uh, in stock, especially with gamers. So uh, leave your thoughts down below what you guys think of EA being merged, and if you thought that was a weird kind of four uh, suitors to actually acquire them. So, uh, Andrew, what's uh, what do you got going? My riff is also just a rumor, again, why we didn't make it big, big news, but this one's got a little bit more to it. Um, there's a guy on Twitter who goes by Dust Golem. I've actually followed some of his stuff for a while because generally he's not always 100% right, but a lot of his information usually is kind of good, and usually he leaks a lot of information about, like, Resident Evil, or lately he's been talking about um, Silent Hill, but he actually leaked concept and art of what is supposed to be from the new Silent Hill. There's a bunch of screenshots, and the only reason it's even really worth talking about, because anybody could make anything, is they actually got DMCA'd and taken down, and why would you do something like that if it wasn't from a real or active project? So that just kind of adds smoke to that fire. But then on top of that, there's a couple of other influencers, like um, Nate the Hate, or another person we mentioned on here, another big industry person, Jeff Grubb, that we're talking about 
um, Silent Hill is actually being remade with different projects. There's one that's going to be episodic, which I think would work well or lend itself to. But they're actually working on a Silent Hill 2 remake. And that's supposed to actually be being done by Bloober Team, the team who made the medium. And I think even when we were talking about the medium, I had kept likening it to almost a Silent Hill without like the combat. So I uh, there's a lot of people too, and there's articles everywhere now because they even did an interview with him, and he didn't outright say like, oh, yeah, I can't say what projects we're working on. But he didn't say like, no, there's no way we're working on Silent Hill. He just did that sly like, oh, I can't say what we're working on. <laughs> so I mean, I think that they probably are working on it. And that has a lot of people worried because again, they haven't really... Uh, Silent Hill 2 is one of those games that is held up in like that horror pantheon that people absolutely love. And again, we haven't had a Silent Hill in forever. So to put a team like Bloober who hasn't really done too much, and it's not like the medium did amazing numbers or, you know, not sales wise, but it's not like it got, you know, tens and nines or anything like that. To put them on something that's considered that upper echelon of gaming has a lot of people going like, "What the fuck is like? What are you thinking?" Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, I have faith in them that they could hopefully do something, and if they did do it right, this would be the game that put them on the map. Yeah, I think the medium for them to, to do a game like that, they did it well. Did everyone love it? No, but you got to start somewhere doing a game like that, and if and if the next game you're doing is something in that kind of vein. Then I, I got faith in them as well. And, yeah, it is kind of interesting that they got multiple Silent Hill projects in development. So, and it, that could include a remake, full sequel, and story-focused episodic series. So it does seem like Silent Hill is finally getting resurrected mm-hmm. and, and moving in a good way. Because you and the horror genre is hot right now. And you've everyone's seen what happened with Resident Evil. Had this big Dead kind Space of, is coming Dead back. Space is coming back. So this is the right time. If Silent Hill would ever make a splash back into gaming where they're coming back lock, stock, and barrel then I'm super glad that now is the time because it's like you're going to have this whole genre just kind of blow up and it's going to be all the good stuff that you like. Dead Space, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. It's like the masters of the genre are back and and so far have been moving in a very positive direction. So, I mean, I'm not a big horror game kind of guy, but I mean, I did play Silent Hill as a kid. So, you know, I'll get down on some Pyramid Head and start fucking his ass up again. Yeah, let me know what you think about that because especially if you are into horror games, if you even think that this team would be capable of but I think the biggest news out of that kind of two, maybe in a way, that would be the first game from Konami since I think the Phantom Pain, and le- or unless you count like their soccer games. I forget what the soccer <laughs> game is. That they, I, I think it's Pez. Oh yeah, yeah, or whatever. But that would be the first big game that they put out of their own IP since the Phantom Pain, which came out in like. 2014, I think. Yeah, maybe? and that's a good sign too, because Konami, you know, is blood back in the waters so that we can get more game developers going with new or at least regenerated IPs. So yeah, I like that Konami is back in the mix and not being left out and forgotten about. Give me a new Metal Gear and give me a new Castlevania. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna move into questions of the week, guys, and um, that this week's comes from John Michaels, and he says, "Have you guys seen Winning Time: The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty?" I thought the show was amazing and showed a lot of cool things about the Lakers back then, even though it's a bit exaggerated. Any thoughts? Um, I have. Have you seen this? Have you seen the trailer at all for this? I've seen the trailer. I have not watched it yet, though. I thought it looked interesting. I did want to watch it. I have it on my like on my list of to watch. You watch it because I know you're gonna love it. It's it's this kind of like weird bio doc, but it, like it's it's weird because it breaks the fourth wall. And John C. Riley plays this guy called Doctor Bus, who in the '80s. Um, he was this real estate guy, kind of lavish dude that lived like screwed all these kind of like Playboy models, and he ends up buying the Lakers in a time where the NBA is like 
completely like down downhill. The Lakers suck. The Celtics are the shit. And it's weird because like I don't really care to watch sports. I don't like watching basketball or football really. But like I love watching history on it. So right. dude, this thing is awesome. And what it does is it follows. Um, Magic Johnson and his rise from coming out of high school and going into the Lakers as well as Dr. Buss's buying the uh, Lakers and kind of rebuilding it. So um, it's, I think it's 11, it's 10 episodes. They're an hour long each. They do, it's a lot of cool um, like episodes where like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there's like kind of an episode that kind of shows how he turned Muslim. There's episodes of like, um, like episodes that have like the Boston Celtics and like what they were doing. That's how, pretty cool. The rivalry between Magic Johnson and Bird. Like how, dude. One of the things they were showing is how he, um, he was offered to do that shoe deal, and he was offered like nothing from Nike, but like this big, cool deal from like Converse. And it says what he missed out on if he would have signed then was like five point six billion dollars. And you're, I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like so, they, there's a lot of cool shit like that in there, as well as the out of actual storyline that happened. So, um, one of the things I was reading though was like, uh, you know, because it ends where there could there could be a season two for it, but some people are like, oh, do you do you go to the next one of like Kobe and Shaq? Do you go to like the Bulls or something? But if I'm not mistaken, this is supposed to kind of focus on Magic Johnson. So, because where it ends off. You don't really kind of see the ending of what should have happened, especially with him getting like HIV and stuff like that. So th- there is more room. But the other cool thing was it's got, you know, I didn't realize like kind of the actor caliber in it because it's got like Sally Field in it. It's got Michael Chiklis in it. Um, so I don't know. And then there's a lot of people like the guy that plays Kareem. Like a lot of these guys are like first time actors and I think they do a phenomenal job. So if you guys are interested in the Lakers um, or just a cool kind of like biodoc check it out it's on hbo max so um it was really good man i, I was i started watching it and i just finished it up like two days ago so oh that's so i'll probably check that out then because even the other day i was like oh, i'm kind of not missing something but i always go back and watch the last dance that michael jordan kind of like documentary because yeah. i love that one of the bulls that i'm like ah, i wish i had more something like this or i do watch even though i'm not like a big basketball mm-hmm. fan i do watch like the espn like 30 for 30s where they do like bo jackson or like the detroit pistons and yeah. stuff like that so i actually really really enjoy again like history of you know what what's you know the bad boys raiders you know these big teams that came up with like phenomenal and crazy players yeah. so it's cool cuz it's like it's like a show to it too so it's like you're actually you're good at watching like this show and these characters kind of evolve and develop. So uh, let me know when you start it, man, because I, I don't think anyone that we hang out with has started it yet, and I, so I haven't been able to talk to anybody about it yet. So uh, thank you for the question. If you guys do want to leave questions for us to answer on air, you guys can leave them uh, down below in the YouTube comments, or you can hit me up on any of the social medias at Craig Prowess, and we will take your question or send it to lastcallproductions at gmail.com. So guys, that is the end of episode 133. Join us next time on episode 134. So until next time, guys, my name is Craig Perales. This is Manju Montemayor. See ya. Cheers. Yeah, we can do that. Just because that was so fucking ridiculous, man. Like, I don't know what the fuck was going on with that game. And I'm really glad I didn't get it. Dude, I told you you weren't going to like it.
<laughs> Although uh, I am seeing other people play it and they do like it. Like this person on something, one of the things I was on was like, dude, having such a fun time playing Par Strangers in Paradise, whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, because the, the game, like when you watch the trailer, the combat looks fun. Like the game looks interesting, but it's like, what are you? I don't know what you're trying to be. Like this game, like canonically doesn't make any sense like how is this guy dressed like it's fucking 2000 this guy's dressed like it's medieval fantasy this guy's dressed up like it's cosplay and you're based on final fantasy one or a monster chaos it's just a fairy tale the darkness the beasts this despair that eats away at people's hearts it's easy to blame a single thing for all of that it gives people hope to think the world can be saved with a single heroic deed, even if it's never that simple. So I decided to become a sacrifice. I offered myself to the darkness and prayed to become chaos, hoping some band of heroes would defeat me and thus bring an end to this empty dream. Bullshit. <laughs> 